0: Right, and uh, so, uh, Good stuff. I, was, uh, I always like thinking about this every time we have Lord's Supper and uh, about uh, <clears throat> what Jesus told his disciples uh, when they were having the last supper together in the upper room and he said to them that he wasn't going to drink of the fruit of the vine again until he drank it with them in their kingdom and his right. kingdom. Yeah. And so that means this. He's waiting on us too. Amen. Yeah. Can you imagine that great banquet yeah. feast is going to be the Merry Supper of the Lamb? Man, it's going to be phenomenal. And uh, sitting and, and having a, uh, a meal with all the saints from all the ages with Jesus at the head of the table. And, yeah. and you talk about a good time. And heaven's mm-hmm. going to be fun. Amen. Yeah. I'm just yeah. telling you. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it, it's going to be something beyond our <coughs> wildest imaginations. And I can't wait to get there. But I also want to make sure I finish my race strong. Amen. Yeah, it's, and it's yeah. going to make heaven all the much sweeter if we'll finish right, finish strong. And Ooh. so uh, good stuff. All right. Let's take the Bibles tonight. Luke chapter 12 is where we're going to start at. And uh, tonight we're going to finish up uh, some truths about stewardship. Uh, we've taken the month of January and uh, looked at some stewardship principles. And uh, we've looked at uh, our responsibilities as Christians uh, as being good stewards. And again, that's kind of part of this whole finishing our our, uh, our race, right, uh, is to be good stewards of the things God gives us. And uh, so uh, tonight I'm just going to give you just some few uh, principles Uh, to kind of just tie this uh, uh, series up a little bit about stewardship. So if you find your place, stand with me. Luke chapter 12, uh, we're going to begin in verse 42 and read down to verse 48. Uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 42. The Bible says this, And the Lord said, "Then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household, to give him their portion of meat in due season. Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of a truth I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. But and if that servant say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to beat the men servants and maidens, and to eat and drink and be drunken, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him, and at an hour when he's not aware of, and will cut him asunder, and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers." And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For to whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. Let's pray. Lord, again, meet with us tonight. Bless us, Lord. Bless the preaching and teaching of your word. And God, as we uh, examine this uh, subject of stewardship, once again, I pray you'd speak to us. Help us. Help us to understand, Lord, that we're stewards of everything you give us. And, Lord, help us to uh, our desire to be good stewards. And we thank you, down in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. May You see I'm not going to go back and, and spend uh, any time reviewing, uh, but uh, we've um, covered several things the last few weeks. If you, uh, you missed those, uh, you can uh, go to um, our uh, church website. Uh, those will be uploaded to those. If they're not already, they will be fairly soon to uh, Really the best way to catch up on some stuff, uh, if you go to our church Facebook page, all the sermons are live streamed on there, it's pretty easy to navigate, find the, the message. But we also have it on our website. Also, messages are available on sermonaudio.com. You can go there as well. Just type in my name, and sermons will pop up. But I would just encourage you to, um, uh, if you if you missed any of the messages on stewardship, to go back and and uh, look at those and listen to those, and uh, let the Lord uh, help you with with that area. So uh, that kind of ties up this subject of stewardship. And particularly, we're talking about the things God, the material things He gives us in this life. He blesses us with this in this life. And, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, uh, you, you've maybe heard of, uh, that they, they may call them financial freedom seminars or something along those lines. Uh, but uh, really, uh, you don't have to, you know, pay uh, Dave Ramsey a bunch of money to learn this stuff, amen? Right. I'm not against that if you want to do his stuff, whatever, uh, but the Bible teaches you that stuff. In that's fact, right. a lot of that stuff is based upon Bible principles anyway, Amen. Right. Right. By the way, that's why it works, because it's based on Bible that's principles. That's right. And so God gives it to you right here in his word. And, uh, but if you really want some more things in depth, you can talk to me. i got some things that I can give you. Let's look right into this tonight, okay? So, uh, so uh, the last final principles on stewardship. Uh, number one, let's look at this. Uh, if, if, if we're struggling financially, if we're trying to figure this thing out when it comes to uh, stewardship, we need to re-examine our work ethic. And the job that we have okay now last week we talked about the value of labor and how that God uh, uh, his purpose the way he's planned for us to have materialistic things and remember this folks money is simply a tool that's all it is okay uh, money uh, uh, you, you're not uh, good or bad based upon whether or not you do or don't have money Money's just a tool but it is important that we handle it properly and God's method for us to have uh, materialistic things is labor and so it's important that we are involved in labor, those that can labor. Now, again, a lot of folks here, uh, or should I say not a lot, but some, uh, you're, you're past retirement, you're, you're into the retirement years. And by the way, the reason now you can enjoy retirement is because you've labored and laid up for the future. And by the way, that's smart. That's what you ought to do. Amen? And so, but uh, those that aren't there yet and that work, uh, labor is the way uh, to do that. So uh, if you're struggling, if you're having uh, some difficulties in, the, in this area of, of finances, re-examine your work ethic and look at the job you have now. For example, ask yourself this question, are you faithful to go to work every day? Amen? And are you faithful to go to work every day? Hey, when you're at work, do you work hard? Hey, do you give your boss an honest day's work? Just talking to some folks before the service and talking about how, how crazy it is. Uh, people work hard or work, sometimes work harder at being dishonest or work harder at getting out of work than they do actually working, amen? And if they would just apply, you know, all these, these scammers out there that uh, their full-time job is to scam people out of money, if they would just apply that same work ethic to make an honest day's living, you'd be surprised how, maybe how much better they could do for themselves or at least do it in an honest way, amen? And so ask yourself, is there any way to increase my income where I work now? Is it time to ask for a raise? By the way, there's nothing wrong with that. If you've been at a place for so long, and uh, you know, some, all places are different. Sometimes uh, <clears throat> when you hire in, uh, they tell you what the, the regiment is as far as a raise goes. But it, if that hasn't been the, the case, and listen, you've been there for a little bit. Don't be afraid to ask. The worst thing they can say is no, right? And so, ask: uh, Is there a movement within your company to be more into a more profitable, uh, a more profitable position? again this comes with hard work. Uh, Should I consider another job entirely? Would additional training or education help me increase my hourly worth? These are all things that are right and proper to ask yourself because here's the thing folks all right if you're given X amount of hours uh, and, and you're earning X amount of dollars wouldn't you want to earn as much as possible in those hours? I mean, come on, listen, I'd rather make more per hour if I'm working hourly than I would less. Doesn't that just make sense? I mean, come on, we're we're trying to maximize our time. Listen, there's only only so many hours in the week, okay? And so uh, ask yourself these questions and uh, see if that is a possibility within within, uh, the own job that you have now. And so uh, re-examine those things. Look at those things. Look at those things with the fresh eyes. Ask God to give you wisdom as you look at those things. Number two, how about this? Develop diligent thinking and and consider possible paths of passive income. Now listen, folks, this is just really, truth be told, kind of what America is built upon. As far as this idea of of, of thinking... And, and uh, you know I, I guess we could use the word invent, that's a, been a lot in the past, but maybe some in the, uh, in the present now, but ways, uh, uh, you know, do you have skills that can increase your income by broadening their application within your business? Can you branch into related business that would increase earning potential or work uh, that you're already doing? Should you go into business for yourself instead of working for somebody else? Is your savings earning you money? How can you maximize that? Do you possess now, or could you produce or develop something that could be copyrighted or patented? Is it is it marketable? Uh, uh, could you profit, or, or 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 could you profitably market what it is you are thinking about, or what? And I have no idea. I don't know what your skill set is, Uh, but there's been some people that have found out that they can write and they've written and they've uh, uh, taken that, they've profited that, or or turned that to where they've written books and profited all that. I'm not saying that that's that's for everybody. I get all that. I mean, listen, by the way, uh, I I know some authors and here's what they tell you, writing is hard work. It's not just a matter of sitting down and putting some things on a piece of paper and expecting to get published. That is not the way it works. That's (laughs) hard work to be a good writer. But again, you know what, that's a way to develop uh, a passive income. How about this? Uh, look, if you have an opportunity to make money as a middleman? Uh, What is the demand? Could you become a supplier? Is it financially feasible? I just talked to someone this week, and uh, they, uh, uh, as a side business, uh, they, um, they, they buy, uh, and and a lot of this is done online. uh, But there's websites that you can get on. And again, listen, you got to be careful. I get all that. Okay, you got to do your homework. You got to pay attention Uh, where they uh, uh, companies sell uh, storage units that have been abandoned and uh, this person buys storage units and uh, bids on them and uh, then can go and whatever's there that belongs to them. And it was telling me about a lot of profit that's been made by buying things. Uh, this is the story they told me, that they bought a, a, a storage unit. And from the picture, it looked like it had some clothes in it and uh, they were in need of some of those things. So pay $20 for a storage unit uh, that looked like it just had a bunch of clothes in it. Well, when they got there, what they found under the clothes was a lot of things that was very valuable. Uh, they ended up finding uh, things that ended up valuing over three thousand dollars. So they spent twenty and made over three thousand. That's a pretty good investment. Now I get it, folks. Not everything's like that, okay? And I'm telling you some uh, maybe some uh, uh, things that are are, are are not the the rule, but the exception. But all that to say, I mean, listen, folks. Uh, truth be told, in this digital age we live in. And with what can be accomplished through the internet, and, and again, I'm saying use caution. But listen, if you're just, if you got a mind to work hard, I mean, come on, eBay. Okay, I, I know people, some family members and, and some friends of the family that, uh, as a side uh, uh, deal, uh, the, the ladies of the family they go to yard sales, they purchase things, they research, figure out what things are worth, and turn a good profit just selling stuff on eBay. And so all I'm saying is there's ways out there, okay? You just got to think. You got to have some creative resourcefulness and to see if there's some things that you could possibly be involved with. Do you own property? Could you rent or lease? Can you flip a piece of property? Do you sue? uh, Are are there uh, profits that can uh, be made that can benefit when you invest your time in those those areas. And again, the real estate market, if, if you're able to get into the real estate market, it seems to be a pretty safe investment because there's tangible property involved in that, okay? And so these are all things, folks, that if you ask God to give you wisdom and you can think a little bit and you can be smart, you could be involved with some of this. Now listen, I'm not saying this is for everybody. I'm not even saying you ought to do any of this. I'm just saying you ought to start thinking a little bit, okay? Uh, we have folks in the church right now, and uh, because of technology uh, uh, and because people are lazy. Uh, There is a business uh, that's called DoorDash and uh, you know what, truth be told, people will pay you to bring stuff to their doorstep. And you know what? People right here in this room, people in this church are making good money okay, profiting by just within a local area here, delivering people, you know, McDonald's and Wendy's and all that other stuff and other things, there's other things about it but literally doing pretty good with that. And so all I'm saying is this. If you're willing to work hard, don't tell me there's not opportunity. Listen, we're living in America, the land of opportunity. Amen. And so uh, these are things that you can think about if you need to increase. Number three, are you praying over your finances and getting God involved and helping you solve your dilemma? (laughs) Okay? Now listen, Mm -hmm. folks. God ought to be involved in everything we do as Christians. Okay? So that's why, as Christians, we ought to pray for financial wisdom, amen? Right. Ask God to give you the wisdom how to handle properly the things He gives you. Pray for strength to labor, right? Remember we talked about the main way that you're going to uh, gain your uh, your resources is through labor. Ask <laughs> God for strength. By the way, every day you get up out of bed and go to work, that's a gift from God, amen? I know people that would would, would do anything possible if they could still get up and go to work, but they can't anymore. I I know the story of a, of a man Uh, who was a Christian, and he got injured and couldn't go to work. And it devastated him so much that he ended up taking his own life. Now, listen, that's an extreme case. I get all that. But listen, why was it? Because all he wanted to do was go to work and couldn't go to work anymore. And God made man to work. Now, I'm not saying that was the right reason. I don't think there's ever a right reason for someone to take their own life. All I'm saying is this. Thank God every day for the strength to labor. Amen. Uh, Pray for, how about this? I've been there, done that. Pray for mercy regarding past financial mistakes. Amen? And uh, by the way, uh, you know, I get it. We reap what we sow. But you know what God can also do? Cause crop failure. Mm-hmm. Amen? Let me tell you, if God sees, and we'll get to that in just a second, but if we're doing our part, you would be amazing what God would do to step in and help us out. Hey, what is one of God's greatest attributes? Mercy. Amen. Listen, I don't know about you. I'm glad I've experienced the mercy of God in my life. Amen. I need His mercy. By the way, not just mercy, but grace. Right? Giving us what we don't deserve. And listen, I do believe the main application for that is the things when it comes to the spiritual realm. But let me say this a lot of things in the physical realm as well. Amen. Amen. We don't deserve the good things God does for us. Right. And so pray <laughs> for God to give you or uh, to show you mercy regarding past financial mistakes. How about this? Pray for an abundance to help you attain financial freedom. Pray for creative resourcefulness. Pray for contentment. Examine the scripture and examine your life for things that maybe could hinder your ability to get your prayers answered. Okay, I mean all these things, folks, are uh, are Bible principles when it comes to this thing of being a good steward. How about this? We talked about uh, this a couple weeks ago. Review your giving in light of the scriptures. Remember this, okay? The Bible uh, tells us this, uh, that God, if we do not give God what belongs to him, that he will not rebuke the devourer. And truth be told, the reason some Christians are facing facing financial difficulties is because they're not obeying the Scripture. They're not giving their tithes and offerings every week. They're not giving to missions. They're not giving to a building fund. They're not, as God gives you opportunities, helping people that are less fortunate, okay? And, and, And helping your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Remember this, folks, Uh, part of the reason God gives you things, gives you resources, blesses you, isn't necessary just for you. Maybe he wants to funnel through you to help somebody else. Amen? And listen, God knows who he can trust. And by the way, you know what I found out about God? As God funnels through you to help other people, God allows you to keep a portion of what funnels through you. I mean, if you're uh, the Bible reading, I'm right now in the book of Joshua. And pretty interesting that when God sent Israel into uh, <clears throat> the promised land, uh, the first city they came to was Jericho, right? No story. The walls came tumbling down. What was the command? Don't take anything. Don't touch it or, 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 or don't keep nothing for yourself. Everything that is of a tangible value, by the way, it was God's. You know why? It was the first fruits. That's Right, yeah. By the way, the first always belongs to God. Amen. Amen? And this principle of giving the first to God isn't something new that we just, you know, uh, come up with in our day and age. You no, know, it's all throughout the Scripture. But then later on, okay, and man, you start reading it. After Jericho, God says, have at it. It's all yours. <laughs> and he told them how it was to be divided up, who was to be taken care of with it. And by the way, Israel at that point, through that conquest, became very, very wealthy. You know why? Because they followed God's plan. Now, listen, again, this is not some prosperity gospel preaching. I'm not telling you that, you know, if you drop a tithe plate in the offering and and get the missions, God will make you a millionaire. I'm not telling you that whatsoever. But I will say this, you'll experience God's blessings. And I'll say this, if you're not doing it, you'll experience God's curse upon your finances. Amen? So review your giving in light of scriptures. How about this? Pay for necessities before purchasing once. You ought to be uh, an adult when it comes to spending your money. Amen. You know what that means? you got to pay your bills first. <laughs> That's what that means. That's what adults do. They pay their bills and take care of what needs to be taken care of. Separate needs from wants. If, if you're struggling, uh, eliminate all the bills that you can that are not necessities. Uh, look at the bills you have and ask yourself the question, how can this bill be reduced? You know, it's amazing sometimes that if you're not careful, uh, certain things, you'll just, they'll, they'll, they'll just uh, increase bills that if you're not paying attention, you just pay without thinking. Let me tell you what industry is notorious of that, is insurance industry. Okay, now, oh I've been with so-and-so for 40 years. Okay, that may be, but how much of your money has so-and-so taken over the last 40 years, you didn't really need to pay him? Okay, and so uh, I don't just say just in that, but there's other things, okay? I always give the great. Here's the great illustration I always give, okay? When we first bought our vehicle uh, seven years ago, our Durango, it came with a subscription to XM Radio, okay? And we were traveling, and it was like three six months. Well, once the or maybe it's a month or whatever. Well, once the the month was up, they 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 want to charge me like you know. Uh, 25 bucks a month for satellite radio. So I called them up and say, I want to cancel the, 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 the subscription. Well, why do you want to cancel it? Because I don't need it. I ain't paying you 25 bucks a month for something. I don't use that often. They're like, well, uh, what about $10 a month? Would you pay $10 a month? I said, I'll tell you what. And, my, and, and I had a buddy that tipped me off on this. I said, i tell you what. You give it to me for five bucks a month, I'll keep it. They said, okay, we'll, do, we'll give it to you for five bucks a month. And so all that to say, now not every place is like that. I get all that. But you know what? You'd be surprised. Listen, it doesn't hurt to ask. What's the least thing they could say? No, right? And so, um, but uh, it's important though to look at, at your outgo and see if there's a way uh, to keep that uh, as, as little as possible when you're when, when you're uh, uh, when you go to uh, to what you're spending. Uh, consider raising deductibles on your insurance. Uh, it's important to have enough life insurance to pay off debt and take care of your family uh, should you be taken. All these things are just smart ways of taking care of things. How about this, number six? Get, get God involved in guiding you as you manage and, and, and distribute the abundance God's provides. Listen, get God involved in that. Give tithes and offerings on all on all, uh, on all uh, unexpected abundance. Always give God. Uh, always give God the first fruits. Amen. Uh, seek the Lord's direction when distributing abundance. Uh, you ought to uh, take part of that abundance in and uh, pay off past mistakes. Do the best you can to get debt-free as quick as possible, and it's important to do that. Now, look, I get it. I understand, okay? Uh, some things in life you got to borrow for. It would be nice. I wish I had, you know, the, the amount of money I needed to pay cash for my house and build my house. That's not a reality, okay? I wish I had, you know, the cash to uh, pay. If for my vehicle brand new, that's not necessarily reality uh, for most people. But for some people it is. If you can, you ought to. But for most people, you're going to have uh, some debts that you assume. But be smart about it, amen, and try to get it paid off as quick and as easy as possible. And by the way, here's what you're going to find out. If you will manage the abundance properly, you want know you to find out. Here's what I love about God. He loves his children. By the way, he spoils us. Amen. Don't you like spoiling your kids? I mean, come on, let's just be honest. There's not a parent in here that doesn't, you know, unexpectedly like doing something things for your children that they're not expecting or, or doing something that you're going to say, hey, we're going to do this and, and something that's going to make your family happy. Listen, that's normal. That's right. As a parent, you get joy in that. Where do you think those, that idea comes from? It comes from a heavenly father. Amen? Listen, God loves spoiling his kids. And let me tell you, folks. God is very good at spoiling us. But you know what? We ought to then make sure we're obeying God. Because I'll tell you right now, God won't spoil you if you're living a disobedient life. Amen? Live an obedient life and ask God to help you, give you the wisdom to manage things properly. You're going to find out you'd be amazed at all that God would do for you. Uh, Number next is this. Um, It's important, again, uh, to uh, pay back the debt you're in. List the debt and uh, target the smallest amount, and start working up from there, okay? Let me tell you the wisest way to handle debt. okay? Uh, Not the shotgun approach, but the rifle approach, okay? I love analogizing things to firearms, okay? Uh, But, uh, you know, shotgun is a little uh, scattered around, okay? Well, sometimes you've got to do that to maintain... But let's just say, for example, let's just throw a scenario out here, okay? Uh, let's say that um, uh, you uh, you have uh, three credit cards that you owe to, okay? Let's say you owe 5000 3000 1000 okay? And now, again, you got to be careful because sometimes interest is, can can get a little weird on some of that stuff. Uh, but uh, what you want to do, let's say, you know, and let's just throw this scenario out there. You're, you're paying the same interest rate on all three, okay? Let's just say, you know, credit cards can be pretty high interest. Let's just throw the number 10% out. There, okay? All three, 10%. You have a 5,000 debt, 3,000 debt, 1,000 debt. Well, instead of paying $50 a month to 1,000, 3,000, 5,000, pay any extra you can to the 1,000. Get it paid off. Once it's paid off, all that you were paying to that, throw it to the next one. And then once that's paid off, take all that you were paying to those first two and throw it to the third one. And you'd be surprised how quickly you can get things paid off. That's the proper approach to paying debt off. By the way, that right there, uh, financial, uh, financial gurus charge people thousands of dollars to hear what I just said to you, amen. And they're going to package it different. They're going to say it different, but when it all boils down to it, that's pretty much what it is, okay? And so use that uh, philosophy uh, to uh, pay back borrowed money. How about this? Eliminate unwise price check items before purchasing, okay? Be smart about your purchases. By the way. Not always the least expensive is the, right, uh, is the right purchase to make. We've all done it, okay? I've been there. I've done it. We've all done it. Oh, that is, you know, uh, X amount of dollars cheaper. I'm going to buy that. And guess what happens after uh, not too long? You find out why it was X amount of dollars cheaper, okay? Listen, not always the uh, cheapest thing's the best thing. Do your homework, amen? Be smart about your purchases. And um, and sometimes it's worth spending a little bit more on quality, amen, on quality as opposed to just saving a little bit up front. By the way, think long term. How much is this going to cost me in the long run? I don't even know if they do it anymore, but if they have coupons, do they, does anybody ever even click coupons anymore? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know. In this digital world, everything's online anymore, uh, but... Um, Coupons, Uh, uh, that not, listen, look for any way to save money as possible. Uh, Look and make sure you know full price before you make a purchase or a commitment. Uh, Someone was telling me the other day, they were talking about getting a vacation, and part of the vacation, you got to go sit in on a timeshare spill. One of the biggest uh, scams of money is a timeshare. And if you own a timeshare, I'm not trying to offend you, whatever, all right? If you own one, let me know. Maybe we can work something out and we can share it a little bit. But uh, uh, anyway, but no, I, I know this for a fact because uh, I had some family that was involved in it, and here's what they told me. They got out of it because here's, here's, here's the deal, okay? Um, they would say, oh, yeah, you, you know, for let's just, again, I'm just throwing numbers out. I mean, I don't think it's even a real number. But for $1,000, okay, you pay, you pay $1,000 up front and uh, you can have your pick. Uh, any of this nice resort anywhere in the United States, and you can go there for two or three full weeks for only $1,000 up front. Well, what you don't realize is then there is not just the up front, then there's the monthly cost. And you've got to pay, and that's what all of timeshares do, by the way. They, they charge you a monthly, what they call a service fee or a maintenance fee. That's what it is, maintenance fee. And here's the crazy thing uh, the people that I knew that got out of it, they were end up paying like three, four hundred bucks a month on a maintenance fee. And you start adding all that up, plus what they paid up front, they, don't, they weren't even coming close to spending that much on a vacation in a year. That's all I have to say, you've got to be smart, okay? And uh, again, in this world we're living in, folks, people work very hard at figuring out a way to con people out of money. Make something appear one way, but at the end, it's really not that way. Always check out the fine print, right, if you're going to sign a contract or sign something. Uh, But uh, anyway, uh, eliminate life spending. Be smart about it. Uh, Be careful about um, uh, just uh, buying something that seems inexpensive, but it's poor quality, and so uh, uh, be smart. Number 11, how about this? Eliminate the devourer. And We talked a little bit about this already, Uh, but uh, listen, uh, part of the thing you've got to learn to do as being a good steward is to, yes, you've got certain outgo, you've got certain income, but listen, if, you're, if you're, uh, your, 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 your resources, if, if there's holes in the bottom of it and everything you put in just keeps falling out, and I'm not talking about physically, I'm just talking about uh, the concept here, then you know what? Like, until you plug the holes, you're not going to make any ground. Now, a lot of ways to do that uh, is to, what we've already talked about, by eliminating the devourer. And the only way the Bible tells us to do that in Malachi chapter 3, we were there a couple weeks ago, is to make sure that you're doing it God's way so God's on your side. And by the way, uh, eliminating the devourer is God's job. Amen? Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I promise you, again, I'm not saying it for my sake. I'm saying it for for your sake and for your own peace of mind and for your financial well-being. Listen, folks, you got to obey God when it comes to giving your tithes and offerings. you just got to do it, amen? And if you will, God will then eliminate the devourer. And then last of all, let me just give you this. Uh, Prepare for or pay off a, how about this, a calamity or catastrophic financial setback, okay? So here's the thing. I don't care how good of a steward you are, and uh, you may have everything done exactly right. Nobody can prepare for everything, okay? You know, sometimes things happen, folks just because we live in a sin cursed earth I mean think about these people that live Christians that you know live places like California whose homes were destroyed by flooding or by wildfires or by landslides or you know a, a tornado comes through and just you know it changes your life in a catastrophic way okay anytime that happens all right you ought to ask yourself is God trying to get my attention in some way? Okay, and listen, sometimes God will use uh, catastrophe to try to ring our bell a little bit, amen? And maybe God's trying to get our attention. So if you experience something like that, and maybe it's not something on that big of a scale, okay? That's a pretty extreme case, like the example I just gave. But anytime time that would be something catastrophic, some big unexpected thing that you, that, that you just, it's a little bit beyond you, a little bit, you know, oh my goodness, this is going to be a, a stressful situation. Always ask yourself, Is God trying to get my attention? If so, learn from your mistakes. Amen? Now, listen, if something's going to cost you big once, don't make it cost you big twice. Okay? Learn. Be smart. If possible, carry catastrophic insurance as a safety net. And uh, now, listen, you've got to be careful. You've got to use wisdom. I mean, there's literally insurance for anything and everything. And if you wanted to, you could literally spend all of your abundance on just buying some insurance for something that may or may not happen. Okay, and, and, and I'm saying use wisdom in this. There, there's a good balance to all this. Okay, I know people that's at both extremes of this. I mean, literally, they're the type that they have insurance for everything. Okay, they got insurance for every little item. They got insurance for this case, for this case, for this case. Well, at some point, folks, where's this thing about trusting God come into play? Okay. But on the other hand, I've also known people that, oh, if you have insurance, then there's, you have no faith at all. Well then, bam, they get hit with an unexpected medical expense, and they've got to file bankruptcy because they can't pay a $100,000 hospital bill. Okay? So I'm saying use wisdom. I believe, my opinion is, I'll tell you occasionally, I'll give you my opinion, all right? If you can have some kind of health insurance, you need to have something. Amen? Now, fortunately, a lot of folks, because of their jobs, will, will give them insurance, and, and that's a good thing. I mean that the medical industry in this country is just out of control, mean, right? It's unbelievable what medical costs are like. And, uh, you know, I mean, let's say you do have something that comes up. You know, let's say, God forbid, you get cancer. I mean, I'm going to tell you, folks, we're not talking about tens of thousands of dollars. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars for things like that. And so it's important to have some kind of health insurance if possible. We already mentioned this earlier, but uh, life insurance, uh, especially you men. I'd encourage you, as a man, to have life insurance on yourself, okay? And um, have a way to, that your family could be taken care of if something unexpectedly would happen to you. By the way, nobody thinks it's going to happen to them, right. okay? I mean, nobody thinks that. Nobody thinks that, you know what, I, I could, you know, leave earth tomorrow, uh, especially if you're in the prime of your strength, the prime of your youth. But listen, that's in God's hands. You just don't know so you ought to have some type of life insurance so your family's taken care of. So if something would happen to you, your wife can have peace of mind. Amen. And so uh, prepare for some of that stuff just because of the things we have to deal with living on a sin-cursed earth. Now listen, I didn't cover everything when it comes to this thing of stewardship but these are just a few basic principles that will help you be a good steward uh, of the resources God gives you. Amen. And here's the thing. God wants us to be good stewards with the with the unrighteous man. Because truth be told, Jesus said, if you're not faithful in that which is least, how can you be faithful in that which is much? How can God commit you to the true riches? Amen. And so truth be told, uh, our, our stewardship uh, is a reflection of how we we'll handle the things of the Lord as well. So I pray these things I gave you this month as a help and a blessing. If you have more questions about some of this stuff, uh, we can talk more of a one-on-one basis. And listen, folks, I don't claim to be an expert on all this, okay? Uh, I mean, you know, in my life, I've made mistakes here and there. Uh, but uh, let, let, let's try to handle things the way God would have handled uh, handle us according to His Word. Amen? All right, let's pray. Lord.